Oh, hi, everybody. It's Beautiful Anonymous, one hour. Many phone calls, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one I think it'll be more fun And I'll get to know you And you'll get to know me Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. First things first, hello if you were finding us from NBC News. That's right, Beautiful Anonymous was featured on the national news this week. No biggie. Nice story. Organized by our friend producer named Ben. He's a big fan of the show. He managed to pull that one off, and I thank you and everybody over there and everybody who's finding us. Welcome. Check out this one. Check out some old episodes. Enjoy. Glad to have you on board. We have a very strong fan community as part of this show. Maybe you'll be a part of it. And speaking of that fan community, big announcement time. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we once organized an event called Beautiful Cononymous. It was going to be a fan convention, and I used to have a lot of fun talking about how I had no idea if anyone would ever attend such a thing, and we scheduled it for March of 2020. Guess what? It's back. May 2023. May 4th, we're doing our kickoff event where I finally go and watch the movie Contact, as multiple callers have yelled at me for never having seen the movie Contact. May 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Bell House in Gowanus, Brooklyn. We're going to have events where you can meet past callers. We're going to have live calls. We're going to have comedy shows. We're going to have music. We're going to have a lot of dumb stuff. And it's going to be a great time. And I'm hoping you'll get tickets today because they're officially on sale. Go check out beautifulcononymous.com for more info and a huge amount of thanks to the bell house and to nighthawk cinemas and especially my old friend marianne ways who's one of the best comedy producers in this country for producing this insane event now this week's episode happy valentine's day everybody that's right today is valentine's day if you're just turning this on because you downloaded it on a tuesday and you forgot you still have time go out there and get your loved one something special all right i'm here helping you out a couple weeks back we invited people. We had a small crowd join us at Sirius XM Studios in New York City. We did a special event. We've never done this before. Holiday-driven show where we said you get uh, two, three minutes a call. Tell us about great Valentine's Day memories, bad ones, your theories on love, why you hate Valentine's Day, sexy stories, whatever you want. And guess what? People stepped up. A lot of amazing stories coming at the, Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to love this format and this episode. And hey, if you're out there in Memphis... And you know somebody wondering why the guy didn't ask for the digits? Let him know about this episode. We'll put you in touch. You'll see what I mean in a moment. Enjoy it, everybody. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hi, Chris. How's it going? It's pretty good. How are you? Good. Okay, I have a lot of thoughts about Valentine's Day. Are you ready? Yeah, you got three minutes. Okay, so maybe it's because my mom was always my Valentine and, like, friendship, you know, in elementary school. But I have always thought that Valentine's Day should be about friendship and platonic love. So when people are, like, sad on Valentine's Day, I'm like, don't even worry about it. Just, like, call up a friend, hang out with a friend. And I started doing these, like, annual photo shoots with friends of mine that were, like, all in photography and we wear, like, red and pink and then parks and rec came out and like galentine's day had like an official name (laughs) and so i have gone very hard for galentine's day for the last however many years and inviting people over and then lockdown like delivering care packages to people um and i had a broken leg one year and i still had people over and so i guess my message to your audience or our audience is to Celebrate your friends, call up a friend if they're far away. And um, this year I uh, may be outdoing myself because I am releasing a uh, EP of original female empowerment songs for Valentine's Day. So if you don't have somebody to, to reach out to or whatever, you can always just uh, get online and stream Boob Revolution and feel the feelings of Valentine's Day. I love that you got a plug-in first call. That's awesome. Well done. It sounds to me like you're not necessarily anti-Valentine's Day, but you are almost an activist about reshaping Valentine's Day. 
Exactly. I am very pro Valentine's Day in but, whatever shape it takes for people. Love comes in many forms. I do have dating advice too, though. Okay. Yeah, we've got a minute and 13 seconds left. I'm all ears. <laughs> um, okay. This is going to, like, people with social anxiety are going to hate this one. But talk to people in public. Like, two weeks ago, I just started talking to this guy in Home Depot, and we talked for, like, an hour, and I was like, that was way easier than a first date. Because it didn't go anywhere, but first dates usually don't anyway. <laughs> what do you talk about for an hour at Home Depot? Usually, if I go to Home Depot, I don't want to be there for a full hour. That's usually a sign that things have gone wrong, and I'm, I, I'm being forced to buy more things than I wanted to. Okay, well, it was weird. We ended up being, like, kind of in the same industry, and we were also from the same place, like, same state. And so it just we just ended up having a lot to talk about. I didn't mean to talk for, like, an hour, but I can easily talk for an hour, as you know. Now, we've got 20 seconds left. i got to say, you seem like you're anti the traditional Valentine's Day, but now you're endorsing what many people call a meet-cute. <laughs> Sounds like you had yeah, a meet-cute at Home Depot. I am all about meet-cutes. And like I said, love in all forms. So whatever form love, whatever form of love you have this year, embrace that Wonderful. and own whatever love you have. That's a beautiful note to end on. That was a fantastic three minutes to kick things off. Thank you so much. Let's get our next caller on the line. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Doing pretty good. There's a bunch of people here with me at the SiriusXM studios, and you have three minutes to tell us your experiences with or opinions on Valentine's Day? Awesome. Uh, it's not quite exciting. I actually don't have a ton of opinions about Valentine's Day. I kind of feel like whatever about it. I'm yeah. a little bit of a late bloomer, 31 years old. Not don't have much of a dating history, so I don't have any exciting stories. Okay. But I'm like, I really like what the last caller had to say about female empowerment. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what I thought would be fun to do on a live show is have you help me come up with a dating bio for a dating app or something. Oh, we got two minutes. We got two minutes. Okay. But I don't know anything yeah. about you. I don't know who you are. Um, you might know things about me. Okay. Oh, really? Have you called before? Yeah. Which, can I ask which caller I'm talking to? Um, yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> could you beat a raccoon in a fight? Oh, you're the raccoon person. Okay, one of the many, one of the many <laughs> raccoon-themed calls from the years. I mean, right there, I feel like if you just made that the name on your dating bio, if the if the name was just like, do you think you could beat a raccoon in a fight? You're gonna immediately suss out who has a sense of humor with the question, and then you're also gonna That's figure true. out who's like a dickhead alpha male because they'll be like, I could fuck a raccoon up, and you're gonna be like, those, those guys can just get out of here. So even right there, that's yeah. a really great way to lead into a dating profile. That's true. Like it, it makes it a cool conversation, you know? Yeah. And then I think you should <laughs> say you something like, I think you should say something like, I'm just out here looking to have fun while I'm still young. And, Cause that opens, that could mean anything. Cause then you'll figure out who the perverts are real quick. <laughs> or you'll true. figure out who's somebody who's like, Oh, you want to have fun? Here's a great date. You want to go on a great date? And they'll propose something that's like unusual and not standard fare. I think you got to leave these things open-ended so you can suss out all the problem children. Although I've never been on dating apps. They started right after I got engaged. Thank God. I would have oh, destroyed well, my life. For you. Well, congrats to you for that, I uh, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, do you think about like the, what do you think about those options, Caller? Right. Do they fit you? Um, I think it's a fun way to start. I, think I feel you- like the, the weirdos like, pop, like show themselves really early on because... I'm a plus size woman on dating apps, so they kind of out themselves. So the jerks out themselves. Yeah, I, I feel like you. So prob- like, I want cool people. If you ask some cool questions, and you have some pictures out there, you're gonna figure out right away who the creeps and the weirdos are. And that, right, that's a lot of the. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, especially sadly, I think, especially for women on those apps, you just gotta figure out how yeah. to filter out the creeps right out of the gate. Good luck to you, though. Yeah, That's our true. time. So good to talk Thank to you, you again. Hello? Hi. Sorry. My dog is vigorously chewing a bone in the background. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh, wait. Is this um, the same person as before? No. Oh, this is a new person. Okay. I'll, start th- I'll restart the clock for you. You sound a lot <laughs> like the caller right before you. Oh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> well, I'm a different person. Hi. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm enjoying this so far. How are you doing? 
good. It's a Monday morning, so I'm just kind of getting started with work. Uh, anyway, Valentine's Day um, was always very, like, friend-focused for me, yeah. like the first caller was saying. Because yeah. growing up, it was my best friend's birthday. So Ooh. that always gave me, like, a fun excuse all through, like, high school and college to not have to worry about the romantic aspects of it. But now I'm about to spend the first Valentine's Day with my new boyfriend. And I've kind of been thinking differently recently about, like, romance and compatibility. Because I used to be such a strong believer in opposites attract and my ex-boyfriend was totally the opposite of me and that relationship just went up in flames and was terrible and now I'm dating someone who's so similar to me who I totally would never I guess go for before I started questioning this and it's been really interesting and I think I don't know I think we're a lot more compatible than I would have expected from someone that's similar to me. It's always nice to find people that you're compatible with. It's also good to find products and services you're compatible with, which is a great segue, as we say in the business, towards our ads. We'll be right back. Thanks to our advertisers. Now, let's get back to the many phone calls. I don't know. I think we're a lot more compatible than I would have expected from someone that's similar to me. I love that. And do you have plans already for your first Valentine's Day as a couple? I think we're just going to stay at home and cook. We're just going to hang out. You know, nothing big. And was the ex-boyfriend the type that would be like, we're going to go bungee jumping on Valentine's Day. And that was very different from you. And this guy's like, let's cook. And you're like, that's me. (laughs) Last Valentine's Day, actually, my ex and I weren't even together, but he wrote me a love letter and came to my apartment and put it like in the door of my apartment. And we had been broken up for like months and I already told him I didn't want to get back together with him. Wait, so th- I don't know, a very different vibe this Valentine's day. Cause last Valentine's day, I was just kind of mad and annoyed. Wait, I want to be clear. Sad. So your ex, cause initially I think a lot of us, me and you took it as your current boyfriend wooed you last Valentine's day with a love letter. It sounds more like your no, ex no, was no, no. stalking you last Valentine's day. <laughs> Is that more the case? <laughs> yeah. No, it was my ex. We had been broken up for months, and uh, he reached out and wanted to get back together in January, and I I told him I didn't want that, and I didn't want him to, like, reach out to me again because I was, you know, hurt over the breakup. And then on Valentine's Day, he, like, wrote me a love letter and stuck in my door. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. I don't even know how he got in my apartment building. Ooh, I was hoping I, was, I, I had that question. So it also it was a love letter slash a subtle reminder to you that he could enter your premises. Real romantic, yeah, dude. It was like a printed out like picture of us too. Like what <gasps> are you gonna do with that? Just throw it away. I hate everything about that. That's your three minutes. Thank you so much for calling, caller. <laughs> a very you, sobering call in this Have episode. Let's get another caller on the line. Hello, welcome to our Valentine's Day spectacular. Hey, Chris. Hi. Uh I I just I've never been on the show before. I was about to introduce myself and realized that's not what I'm supposed to do. That's like the one rule. Uh, the one rule. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any like general overarching things to say about Valentine's Day except that I had I need some advice because yeah. I had a meet cute uh, on Thursday. Was it at a Home Depot? Did, <laughs> it was at a dog park. I wish a dog park. Was Classic like, meet cute location. Was at a dog park. Yeah, yeah, and. I am still thinking about the person, but I didn't get her number and I don't know how to resolve this because I don't know anything about her except her first name. You, her first name. Did, did, now, does she, did she mention if she was a regular at this dog park or are you a regular at the dog park? We had both talked about how we are not regulars, but we are there semi-frequently. So it's become this game for me, which sound, this sounds utterly creepy but it's become this game for me to be like okay well what day should i go today on the off chance i might run into this person damn okay and do you feel like you had the chance to get get the phone number and you i i I absolutely had the chance absolutely had the chance absolutely just blew the chance you just just got a little nervous in the moment walked away 
A hundred percent. This is a big dog park at risk of like indicating where I am in the world. It's like a hundred acres of dog park. So um, even if you go to the dog park again, you could just be standing in the wrong patch of dog park. So where is there a hundred acre dog park? You listen, you can, you can Google it. I think you are just as baffled as my dog was the first time we went. She was like, I can just run everywhere. Um, so yeah, I just don't know what to do because I'm still I'm still thinking about it. But I guess I'll just keep frequent frequenting that park. Listen, the best I can do. We only have a minute left. The best I can do is tell you that about a hundred thousand people are going to hear this. And if you want to tell us the city, I can ask people to tweet it out and say, "Hey, if you met a guy at a dog park in blank and you've been trying to track him down, he regrets that he didn't ask for your number." Happy Valentine's Day, and we can get you in touch because now Anita has your contact info. You want to say what city you were in? I I will say that. That's an incredible honor, Chris. Thank you. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. So if you're out there and you got a dog in Memphis, Tennessee, and you're wandering somewhere around a inexplicably huge dog park, (laughs) seeing if you can meet this gentleman. Oh, and what kind of dog do you have, caller? Just so we know that the caller... Can I, I guess, is it beautiful anonymous dogs or is it just beautiful? I can say my dog. You're dogs. right. We don't want to, we don't want to drag your dog. No, your dogs have to stay anonymous no, too. New right. rule. Seven <laughs> years right. in, we're still making up new schools. New rules. But what I can say okay, is it, if you're it, out there. It's a hound mix. Hound mix. How about that? I a hound mix. Better. That's nice and vague. That's good. So listen, if yeah. you're a listener and you're in Memphis, Tennessee, and you are somehow finding this and you go, I have, I, I talked to a guy with a hound mix and I was hoping he would ask for my number and he, he chickened out, but I'm willing to give him a second chance. Understand that. And listeners, if you want to spread word on this, go ahead and tweet. Hey, if you're in Memphis and you're trying to track down that guy, we're going to try to perpetuate a sort of you've got mail, sleepless in Seattle type thing here via the show. We're going to try to help you out, sir. Okay, great job. Great job. Let's get another call going. That's good. We got Now we got a mission statement behind this. That's great. <laughs> Who's our next caller on the line? Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, so I just kind of wanted to call in and say that I have never really had much experience with Valentine's Day or dating someone during Valentine's Day. Um, I tend to agree with what the first caller said, which is, I think, kind of becoming a theme um, of spending it more with friends. Um, and so I also just wanted to ask your advice about how to meet people um, besides dating apps and considering that I don't drink. I mean, I was a sober dater as well. I also had the luxury, though, I can only speak to my life experience. I was also a performer, so I was in bars all the time because of that and meeting people. Um, I I always feel strange when people ask me for dating advice on the show. How, can I ask how old you are, caller? Um, I'm 22 and getting ready to graduate college. So you're a 22-year-old college senior asking a 42-year-old man who's been <laughs> married since 2014 for dating advice, which is a, both flattering and an honor. And I will say I'm, I'm not certain. Although I got to tell you, uh, the sober thing, that getting in the way, I'll tell you, uh, it's an easy thing to overthink. And I remember feeling like this is going to make dating such an uphill climb. And I mean, I lived a weird life. But also, you quickly meet other sober people. Or you quickly other meet other people who are like, oh, that's great. You can be the designated driver. We're going to be a great couple. Like, you start to meet people who don't care at all about it. So I would say, get out of your own way. And tense that. I'll also tell you this. At least a few years ago, and maybe the people in the room with me can vouch for me, in New York City at least, there was a weirdly known thing where if you are a young person and you're looking to find somebody to date and you don't want it to revolve around like bars, there are a number of adult kickball leagues that at least back in the day, it was a known thing for me. You sign up for a kickball league and by the end, they're kind of a big old fuck fest like that. <laughs> That, right? Wasn't that the vibe back in the day? I'm getting at least one person affirming this. So I think adult recreational sports leagues are kind of a known, hey, we'll go do an activity together that's not a traditional dating thing. And then by the end, we'll sort of have a sense of who wants to hang out with who. So that is one piece of advice I can give as far as practical advice. How are you at kickball? Um, I'm really not a sporty person, to be honest. Oh, so you have no interest in that? 
Not that area, but I can see how that would be applicable to a different sort of organization or club and getting involved. Dear, that's I think that's what you got. Anything that's labeled adult blank, <laughs> I think there is an undercurrent of like, the nice thing about those is you can do the activity or you can do the adult, you know? <laughs> Good yeah. luck. Good luck, caller. All right. Call back Thank and let you. me know how it goes. All right, let's get another caller on the line. Maybe this person can tell me if the kickball thing is still a thing. That was a known thing for a long time in New York City. All right, hello, caller. Oh, it's me. It is, it's you. Hello? Hi. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have to tell you something funny that my husband is lying in bed with me, and when we first started dating, he showed up in a kickball outfit. <laughs> he was a and kickball was guy? He was single, and that was where they went to, uh, to meet the girls, but it's not where he met me. But you're telling me one call later you can vouch that your husband used to be an adult kickball guy in an effort to meet girls. Yeah, and we just saw you on the show. We're from Chicagoland. We saw you on that special where you talked about how the hideout is right near the kickball place. It is, right? The hideout in Chicago, a venue I've performed at a bunch of times. It's right next to, weirdly, in, in Chicago, it's like an industrial truck loading zone and endless kickball fields right there on the outskirts of Chicago. Stranger. And my guy was there. <laughs> All right, so you guys are just laying in bed. I like that. The Valentine's Day call, laying in bed next to your lover. I love this. Yep, and I see that's I, uh, the calls that I got to hear. I'm stuttering and so excited. Um, the calls I got to hear were mostly about meeting people and I uh, trying to meet people, and I was going to talk about how I had the perfect uh, guy now and that I love celebrating love. Okay. So, <laughs> we have some people in we the room met, who are touched. I think it's kind of a... A meet cute. I had a lot of bad relationships, including a bad marriage. And at age 42, I walked into the karaoke bar I'd been to a thousand times because it was, felt like a safe place to not get hit on when you didn't want to be hit on. And I met my husband. <laughs> oh, wow. And what song, do you remember what songs he sang that night that impressed you? He, do you can you hear it, honey? He uh, did not sing for the first five years. And now I own an improv studio. And after every show, it turns into karaoke and I can't get the guy off the mic. I was the karaoke whore. <laughs> he, he wouldn't sing at all. I sang, shoot. And uh, afterward, I walked toward the bar, and there were three girls and a guy, and they're like, you were great. We bought you a shot. I'm like, thanks. It seemed safe. It was three girls and a guy. And this other guy comes up and taps me on the shoulder and goes, that was great. I go, oh, you thought so? So did they. They bought me a shot and turned around. And that is the first thing I ever said to my husband. <laughs> you told him, put up or shut up. You said, buy me a drink or back off. <laughs> Literally the day before, I had said, I'm finally ready to start dating. And then I, I met him. He kept talking to me. He was cute. My friend goes, you said you're ready to start dating. I'm like, I'm not going to meet a guy in a bar. She goes, well, yesterday you said I'm not going to meet a guy online. What are you doing? She interviews him comes back to me and goes, hair, teeth, and a job, go. <laughs> and Shoop is a song. I mean, Shoop is a thinly veiled allegory to about, that's a song about sex. And he was supposed to be my first one night stand. <laughs> oh, that worked out uh, well, huh? Yeah, I was 42, uh, raised Catholic, but agnostic. And uh, I walked away guilt-free that morning going, that wasn't so bad. Why didn't I ever do that before? And then he started texting. So not a one-night stand. On our wedding invitation and on each of our wedding bands, it says, right time, right place. And everybody, because we couldn't believe how we met. And everybody always thinks that's so sweet. But I'm going to tell you, Chris, it says that because as we were undressing, he knew I hadn't had sex in two years. And he goes, why me? And I go, I don't know, right time, right place? Do you have more questions? Or are we finally going to do this? So that is why it says right time, right place in our wedding band. I could not love that story more. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it with us. What a call. What a day we're having. All right. A weirdly intimate thing to hear in a studio with 15 to 20 people uh, looking at me. Okay, hello. Our next caller is on the line. Hello. Oh, shit. Hello? Hey. Hey. Uh, can I close my window? One second. Yeah, take your time. You have three minutes. What if it takes you three minutes to close the window and then the call's over? Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. So I have uh, for you, I want you to answer for from experience, okay? Yeah. 
our Valentine Valentine themed uh, question. So, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, all ears. Okay, okay. Uh, by the way, I I loved your. Uh, uh, did you remember that special you did for Soda? You reviewed Soda. Oh yeah, the episode with the guy from Hot yeah, Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, fun. that was amazing, man. Thank you. Yeah, I really do enjoy soda. You really, yeah, you really know your stuff. I know a weird amount about soda. This is true. <laughs> yeah, I was proud of that. Okay, so my question. Yeah. My question is, what do you think? Can you love someone? Can you go into a relationship if you don't really love yourself? Ooh, everyone in the room has a pain. Who? I think. I mean, I think you can because people do all the time, right? <laughs> The, re the real question is, should you? Um, mm. And I can say that I've had relationships end because I didn't love myself. And the bad thing about those, as I think about them now as a grown up, is those are the ones that are really hard to explain to someone else, right? When you're like, oh, it's, uh, it's really got nothing to do with you. I'm just full of self-doubt and self-hate and self-loathing. And you're... It's not your job to solve any of those things. So now I have to hurt your feelings. Sorry. Yeah. That's really bad. Why do you ask? Oh, uh, you know. No, no, no. I don't know, man. I <laughs> get so hung so like quick to fall in love with someone, you know. I think it's not from from like I want to love those people, but it's from like the insecurities I have, you know? So yeah. I think you're expert, no offense, but like you had a rough adulthood, right? You can. Did you just say I'm an expert in low self-esteem, basically? <laughs> you're not wrong. No. I've made it work. I somehow wound up with a very cool, pretty wife, even though I have had a lifetime of publicly uh, announcing that I feel nothing but shame all the time. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. You, you got to the top. I, I applaud you. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad to give the other nerds hope, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for calling. And I'm glad you liked the soda video. And I hope everything turns out okay. Let's get back three minutes on the clock. Let's get our next caller going. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? I'm feeling really good. How are you, my Canadian friend? <laughs> no, but close enough to the border that you could yeah, probably rubs off. There you I don't go. know. There you go. Okay. Okay. I tried. So in the same, in the same vein, I wasn't, I didn't even hear all those other calls, but I was going to tell you about how my husband and I met. Um, so this was in the 1980s, a Tai Chi retreat. <laughs> and the way he tells the story is uh, we met naked on the beach because, and like, he just does that for the shock value, including yeah. at a wedding reception where my father was in earshot and the, the he like turned ghostly white and I'm surprised he didn't just drop dead on the spot. But anyway, so we met naked on the beach at a Tai Chi retreat. And then like at the time that we started getting together, I had to walk through stinging nettles to get to his front door. That is how important it was for me to fight for this relationship. Well, you had to walk through what? Stinging nettles. Do you know about stinging nettles? Maybe they only grow in this part of the country. They, they actually, if you brush against them with your skin, it leaves a stinging rash that doesn't go away for hours. Oh, wow. And you had to walk through those to get to his front? <laughs> there was no path to the door? <laughs> he just didn't bother to, you know, clear the path until I started dating him. And then I was like, we need a coffee pot and you need to cut down the stinging nettles. That's, so, I have to anyway, say... If those are the standards for the relationship, I need coffee and you have to stop poisoning me with deadly plants. <laughs> Can I also say, like, to go on a Tai Chi retreat that involves nudism is feels sort of fringe today. People doing that back in the 80s, that was real wild in the 80s, huh? It was really cold water, too. We were swimming in the upper part of the Pacific Ocean, and it, was, it wasn't it was so much swimming. It was like a, you know, it was more like a polar bear plunge where you, like, take your clothes off, run into the cold, cold water, and then run back out onto the beach. 
What's it like? To, I'm asking this very genuinely. We have 30 seconds left. To start dating someone when you met naked, is it, is it weirder the first time you go out with clothes on? You know, this is, maybe I was less inhibited back then. I'm sure I was less inhibited back then, but it, I lived in a house with a hot tub in the backyard. We had parties all the time where people got naked. It just wasn't like a sexual thing to be naked around people, especially your friends. It wasn't, I mean, that was weird because it was being naked around strangers, but being naked around your friends was not unusual for me at the time. That was a long time ago. Can I say, I have no idea how old you are. You sound so sweet and reserved. And I have a feeling that when you go about your day and go to the grocery store and then, you know, stop at the bank to hit up the cash machine, that most people are like, I bet this is a person that was throwing naked hot tub parties all throughout the 80s. (laughs) I bet you're right about that with my gray hairs and wrinkles. Yep. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for calling. What a great call. All right. Let's keep it going. Who is our next caller? Good morning from Alaska. Alaska, one of the five states I have not been to. Yeah, you need to come up here. I'm working I'm, on I'm it. I'm really excited for the day that we come up here. Working on it. Someday, someday. Hopefully soon. Yeah, so I am hoping that I can take advantage of there being a crowd. My boyfriend and I have been together for 10 years. Okay. And I feel really silly and kind of juvenile calling him my boyfriend, but I haven't come up with an appropriate word, I feel like, to describe the relationship properly. Um, I used to say significant other, and then people would tease me. <laughs> uh-huh. But I used to work in a um, an environment with like a, a lot of uh, older gentlemen, so maybe... It's just uh, a new word. Sure. And can I ask, do you anticipate that someday you two might get married or have you talked and decided that marriage is not your thing? I, we talk about it all the time. I think that, um, you know, he has some social anxiety. I'm pretty sure the actual wedding part kind of freaks him out, but we are committed and um, we have a really, really great relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I do think we will get married someday, but it just hasn't been um, like a rush, I would say. Would it drive we him to the... We Excuse the dog. We met when we were really Your dogs young, are like, furious about this. <laughs> they get so jealous when I'm on the phone with people. I get it. I get it. Um, would it would it trigger all of his anxiety if you sort of, if you started calling him your future husband or your sort of husband or your pseudo husband? Would those things drive him nuts? I don't think so. He doesn't correct people when people call me his wife at work. Okay. And I already call his mom like my mother in law. There you go. Okay. You it's, could also it's call like me getting your... up in front of people um, and actually saying vows and that sort of thing. You partner, you could say a lot of people use partner. You could use soulmate if you want to be a little more romantic. Oh, soulmate. A friend of mine who used, my friend Murph, who used to be on my TV show with me, him and his wife refer to each other only as uh, their lovers. He never says my wife. He always says my lover. <laughs> I thought about doing that to make people really uncomfortable when I first meet them on purpose. <laughs> I'm going to vote for that then. I'm going to vote. Uh, to say that in front of a man with social anxiety is so cruel. But also so funny. I love it. That's so funny. I briefly thought you were going to propose in the course of this three-minute phone call. But uh, maybe next year. He's he's at work right now. I've thought about it, though, because we're supposed to take a really nice trip later this year. Ooh. Well, good luck. Call back. Let me know how it goes. Let's get our next caller on the line. Hello. You've got three minutes here on the beautiful, anonymous Valentine's Day Spectacular. Hi, Chris. Hey. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Um, all right. So I wanted to share a fun story about how my husband and I met. Uh-huh. Um, we met playing a video game online, and he shot me in the head. What? <laughs> what video game? Uh, Counter-Strike. <laughs> you met playing Counter-Strike. Am, he shot you in the head. Most. Uh, I am absolutely abysmal at Counter-Strike. Yeah. And he shot me a couple times. And finally, I was like, okay, can you please teach me how to play? And it just evolved from there. 
So you became Counter-Strike buddies. Now, the stereotype of people who speak to each other on video games is that you're constantly dealing with, like, racist 14-year-olds from weird parts of Florida, right? Like, that's <laughs> the cliche of who is speaking on a video game. Like, how do you develop a romance? Do you live near each other? Do you eventually move to be with each other? Um, we were long distance. So he eventually was passing through when I finally met him in person. And I told my sister that day that I was like, this is the man I'm going to marry. <laughs> the Counter-Strike guy. <laughs> I'm sure you'd spoken yeah, on the phone um, by then. Were, what era of history we, was this? We were you able to like get on a video chat? What's that? Uh, yeah, we had a form. And I was playing on my sister's server. So I just told him to join the form and we chatted that way a lot. Oh, on a private form. Okay. And when he yeah. came through, had you seen him at that point? Had you seen, had you done video chats at that point? Uh, no, because this was pre a lot of the video chats. So it was sight unseen. You just knew him as a Counter-Strike advice giver. Pretty much. And then he passes through and you're like, ooh, this is a handsome fellow. Yes. And how did you... What is the, what are the speeches like at that wedding? Do you play Counter Strike at the wedding? Um, we didn't. Uh, we had some nerdy speeches, and the most memorable one was from one of my friends who was wanted to make a toast while making the toast, but forgot the bread. I got it. I wanted to make so toast. Got he it. Made it. <laughs> he made it about um, how sometimes marriage is forgetting the bread. You have to work around that. Got it. Got it. Wow, this is a truly nerdy friend group you've got. It is. It really is. And how long have you been married? I'll uh, be 15 years this May. 15 years in May. Do you still play video games together? Uh, we play Minecraft right now, and I have a friend who suggested another one that's similar to Minecraft that I'm trying to check out. Are you ever put in a weird position where if you or he talk to people through your gaming headsets, you're like, hold on a second. Are you, are you like, that's cheating in a way? No, not really. I mean, I because he's not from around here, I also found some friends for him. <laughs> um, I, commute, I commute on a, a train line, and I saw one guy who kept wearing nerdy t-shirts, and I was like, hey, you seem like a nice guy. So we sat together and talked for a train ride, and I brought him home as a friend for my husband. And his group of friends. That's they know like, amazing. Well done. Great call. Getting another caller in line. To everybody sitting, remember, you get three minutes to tell your story, as long as it relates to romance, dating, sex, love, Valentine's Day in some way. It has a home here on our Valentine's Day show. Welcome, caller. How are you? Hey, Chris. Good. How are you? What's that? Oh, I said, how are you doing? How's the live crowd? I was actually supposed to be there today, but I woke up feeling way too shitty and dizzy to ride a mega bus and then get on the subway system. So I decided to call in instead. That's very smart. Thank you for not risking the rest of our health. Everybody's nice. I'll tell you, this is the second time I think we've done one of these shows in the serious fishbowl and it's very fun, but I think the crowd would agree with me. Kind of weird. Like <laughs> we can, it's the lights are on. It's not like a show. Like we can all make eye contact constantly. <laughs> There's only two rows of seats. So it's like kind of not that intimate, but more intimate than it should. It's landing in a weird ground of intimacy, but we're all on the same page about it. So I think we're good. I think the uh, 15 or so people that were there would all agree with me. That felt pretty on target. It was really nice meeting all those people. Very, very kind people. Make me feel good. Make me feel like we got to do more of these things. Anyway, got some ads. We'll be right back. Thanks to our advertisers. And now let's finish off the episode. There's only two rows of seats, so it's like kind of not that intimate, but more intimate than it should. It's landing in a weird ground of intimacy, but we're all on the same page about it, so I think we're good. Sounds fun. Hopefully next time I'll, I'll make it and yeah. be able to join in that intimacy. We'd love um, to have you. So Awesome. Um, so for my story, um, I dated in New York for six years and nothing really came out of it. Um, one of the reasons is because I dated with chronic illness. Mm. And actually, before I get to that, I'm going to tell you one of my weirdest stories that kind of revolve around chronic illness uh, from one of my dates. So... I had this random leg pain and I had to cancel the first date with this guy. And he was like, okay, sure. No problem. The pain never went away. X-ray MRI was negative. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on the date. 
So we get on the date, and he's like, oh, don't worry that you canceled. Like, I had this leg pain, too, and I had to get this surgery called a fasciotomy. And during the date, he literally whips out a picture of, like, surgery during the OR with his leg cut open. And on the first date. The irony, first date, yep. And then the irony behind that is a week later, I ended up going to the same surgeon this guy went to, needed the same surgery, but he ghosted me. So I never got to tell him the story. But now I have that picture in surgery, so I can totally show that to someone on the first date, or probably not, but... So you didn't get anything romantic long-term out of that date, but you did wind up with a surgeon who helped fix your leg? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's not bad. I would take that. I would take that trade. So definitely weird, but I'll go with it. And then just in general, uh, dating in New York with chronic illness, I found it very hard. And especially with COVID on top of it, because the last two times I got COVID, I had to go to the hospital And I ended up, like, out of commission for two months in a wheelchair, this whole thing. So I've been terrified to just, you know, try it again. And then the other component of it is going out and not being able to drink, eat gluten, or have dairy and having to explain that to someone on the first date or before the first date. Um, So that's definitely really been a challenge between those two things. I bet your three minutes is up. I thank you for calling. I know from my time in New York, like New York, one of the most fun things about it is that it's fast paced. There's always things happening. You can go in a million different directions on any given night. But if you are someone with chronic pain, maybe you don't want to live a life that's fast paced and being pulled in random directions and can imagine how hard that is. And my heart goes out to you. Let's get our next caller on the line here for our Valentine's Day show. Live from the fishbowl at Sirius XM. Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I don't think anyone has done this yet, but I have an embarrassing sex story for you. All ears. So my partner of five years, whom I love, we went to Catholic high school together. Um, So we've been a lot of, you know, first or whatever. So we got to go back a little bit for context here. So I wake up this said morning and I'm not feeling good. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. My stomach hurts, you know, whatever. So I go to work, he goes to work, we get home, we have a nice dinner and, you know, start to set the mood a little bit. So we get into, you know, the deed and we both look at each other and we're like, you know, the most disrespectful smell that I've ever smelled in my life graced my nose. So I'm like, what's going on? Like we're looking at each other and, you know, he's very loving and, you know, like, it's okay, whatever. Um, so we, that happens. The deed is done. It's over with. It's an afterthought. And so, you know, I go to the bathroom and I'm like, what is happening? And turns out it was a rogue tampon, um, that had been up there for God knows how long. And he is still with me today. I'm going to tell you our entire live crowd. I heard everyone gasp. And then a gentleman in the second row just went, Oh my God. And, we, yeah. and that's what we all, oh, yeah. that was our collective reaction. I think that summed it up. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, I've, I mean, I've heard, I've heard that that can happen. I've heard that that is a thing with people. Were you okay? Cause I also know that can lead to some health stuff. Yeah, I was okay. I was like feeling really sick. And then as soon as it was out, it was, I was fine. It was like 10 minutes later. The love must still be very alive because he is still with me after all of that. That's that is a that is a great story. That is a traumatic incident, and I have a feeling many people will now make it a habit of checking <laughs> after hearing this episode. Yes, and that is my goal. Did it? Does it create? <laughs> how long ago did this happen? Um, probably like a month ago. A month ago. So you're kind of still in the aftermath. So now, are you like, are you still having a thing where you're like a little paranoid? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. All from a couple of Catholic kids, too. That's not good. It's like, this is why the nuns yelled at us so much. They're the worst. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Wow, a month ago. We've got 10 seconds left, and I feel like all I can do is just still keep reacting to that. Yeah, sit on that. You're going to be thinking about it for a while. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you so much for calling. Let's get our next caller on the line. We had our first sex story, and it was a 
doozy. Hello, welcome to the oh, show. No. Oh no, I have to follow the tampon story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are you are living <laughs> in a post tampon world. <laughs> I am indeed. Uh, yeah. Oh, at the, at the top here, I want to say um, I got to see you in San Pedro with my girlfriend back a few months ago, and you were uh, great. So thanks yeah, at the Sardine, one of the great venues in this country. Totally. The place is awesome. So weirdly enough, I'm actually at my girlfriend's parents house right now um and she's not here <laughs> she went to go uh get some uh, get some tea so uh yeah like she as soon as i told her i got on the line she was like oh i'm gone so yeah that's how romantic we are that's but, cool <laughs> uh yeah so um we uh actually are gonna move in together in about a month nice we've Congrats. been dating for like a year now and uh yeah, yeah, it's it's exciting. Her parents are like super happy that she's leaving because we're adults. We're like in our thirties, and she moved back in with them uh, during COVID. So she's been here for like three years. So her mom is like this British lady who's like super. I don't know if you know British humor at all, but like she's super um, <laughs> mean, <laughs> but like funny mean, but mean. <laughs> and like I feel like you're giggling like, as you say that because she leaving. might be an earshot. She's downstairs, hopefully asleep, but who knows? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we met um, just over a year ago uh, online. And uh, the funny thing about my girlfriend is she's a birthday party clown. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So she mostly just works the weekends and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, she uh, <laughs> makes balloons for kids and does magic and stuff. And basically, like, she's a self-described, like, 13 year old boy in like a 38 year old six foot tall lady body. <laughs> now, I got to ask, I'm sure when you start dating, you don't, you're not, you're not aware. Like how long into dating before you see her in her clown outfit or doing her clown act? Cause that's going to be a real moment of truth. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I've still never seen her act before. But I have seen her. I've been over when she had to go, like, go to a birthday party or something and was, like, gearing up to do that. I've also seen her at the end of a really long clown day where, you know, all the makeup is starting to, like, just melt off of her face. And she's <laughs> super tired. And after you help her, like, take off her wig and get her out of her, like, you know, her big, her big shoes and help her unpack her, like, magic bag full of, like, like squeaking chickens and, <laughs> and, and party tricks and balloons and stuff. And what do you but, do? Uh, uh, I'm an I'm an actor. We we actually bonded because we were both children's performers. Like I used to be on the road doing uh, like educational theater for kids across the country and stuff. And you know she does performing for kids like as part of her job. So we kind of bonded over that. That's awesome. <laughs> I could see that. We're, I was hoping you were going to say like I'm a stock trader and I make money and that's my whole thing. Oh and she's God, the clown. I wish. Chris, we're going to be so broke when we move together. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck. I hope you are broke and happy and artistic and helping kids and everything works out great. And thank you for calling. That is a very funny image in my mind. Okay, let's get our next caller on the line. Hello, welcome to our Valentine's Day episode. This is Beautiful Anonymous. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Um, man, let's get it going. Um, uh, well, I've been trying to call the regular show forever, and the thing I've always wanted to talk about with you relates to sex and romance and the rest of that, and that is uh, dating and trying to find love in a very niche uh, sex group, kink group, um, which there are many of. Um, but anyway, yeah, so the one, the one that I am in uh, has been challenging and uh, uh, whatnot, but finally had some success you know, this, this past year, and I'm with someone who... Uh, we're going to be buying a house together and uh, hopefully getting engaged in the next calendar year sometime. So um, just kind of like a, you know, you know, it, it works out and you just got to keep and, you know, keep, keep your eyes open kind of thing. I'm glad to hear it works out. I got to ask. <laughs> yeah. What, what's the kink? What's the kink? It's, it's, it's an odd one and it's one that gets mixed reactions. I'm wondering how the room reacts. Has anyone ever heard of age play? What play? Age play. Age play, like number, like like, yeah. like what age you are, how old you are, kind of yeah. Uh, the real the the term buzzword people might heard is ABDL. 
Explain. Anyone? We've got a minute and a half. Explain how this okay, works. Yeah. So, okay. So it is people who are into either a fetish for diapers or for uh, role playing, you know, in a younger age category. Oh, so because I, I, I have heard of the kink where pe- like where people will sleep in a crib and wear diapers and, and embrace yep. the idea is it. Uh, so are you the one in the diapers or do you, are you the daddy? No, that would be the other way around. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the one who'd be in the diapers. No. So you enjoy a kink where you, and how old do you like to age play? How old do you embrace as your age? You know, I'm, so I'm someone who falls more into the category of it being a fetish first. So it's really more just like a comfort thing for the whole, you know, regression age play aspect of it, of just kind of like feeling cared for and supported and loved. So it's, it's, you know, it's like feeling, you know, like uh, of that age that you wear on thing. But for me and for a lot of people, it's, and this is, again, it's a very wide category. This was a, a fetish for me that, like, goes back to my earliest memories that I, you know, you do, when you're so young, you don't even realize what it is um, until you hit puberty kind of thing. But um, it's like my earliest memories kind of revolve around um, having an sexual attraction to, to that. I'm telling you right now, I've loved every caller thus far in our valentine's day episode hey anita let's write down this guy's number we'll call back we're gonna do a full episode with you sir how's that sound because i got so many questions and uh if there's ever there have been some of these where in three minutes it felt like we got a good satisfying beginning middle and end that one felt like not even a trailer that felt like a that felt like a teaser that felt like a teaser that was incredible. Okay, we'll call maybe maybe later today. We'll call that guy back. All right, let's get another caller on the line. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. What's your kink? Hi. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just kidding. It doesn't have to be about kinks. Cool. Awesome. Well, currently sitting on a bidet, I knew if I came upstairs to go to the bathroom, I would somehow get through. Oh, I thought that was your kink. What I want to talk about? <laughs> Not. A- uh, um, I'm a mom, and I just want to share a little advice for moms who feel like they're never going to get that little zazz back in their relationship. Um, get a bidet. Yeah. You feel like you can't shower. You feel like you're gross. You're not in the mood because you're feeling gross. A bidet is life-changing. So you're saying for new moms, a bidet helps you get a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of that step back. Mm-hmm. You can get clean without having to take the time to take a shower, and uh, it's a game changer. I feel like it's unexpected. Uh, I've got a couple kids, and especially after the second, it's been hard getting in the mood and making time, you know, for sexy time with my partner. But a bidet and a little bit of Delta 8 gummies uh, changes the game. So you hit a little edible, you hit the bidet, and then you're ready to go. It, 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 it helps in the bedroom a little bit. It is worth it. And now when I tell uh, my husband that I finally got through and this is what we talked about, <laughs> he's going to have a time. Let me ask you a question. Because <laughs> uh, as a dad yeah. who wants to be a supportive partner and who understands exactly what you're saying, that idea, especially when my son was first born, that first year, so I'm like, I don't even have time to take a shower and, and a lot of these things that we both felt, but that my wife definitely felt more um, if I was to get her a bidet as a Valentine's gift, how do you think that goes over? Honestly, if you splurge for the one with the heated seat, the female setting, and the warm water, dude, it may be a little weird at first, but the payoff is worth it. What is the female setting? Um, the the nozzle um, moves a little more forward. Got it. I can picture it. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know how about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. I took health class in middle school. Got ya. Got ya. Wow. Okay. So for everybody out there listening, get a bidet. You're saying bidet. Spice things up in the bedroom by spicing things up in the bathroom first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're curious about, you know, the butt stuff, it's, it's a must. It's a must. So you're saying in general, positive effects, butt stuff? Look, it pays itself pays for itself in days. Yeah, it does. It does. Wow! <laughs> Didn't think we'd get advice on how to encourage healthy, clean butt exploration today. But if there's any episode where it's fitting, it is this one. Thank you for the call, caller. 
Everybody out there, we just had a, a rush on bidets on the internet as soon as this episode dropped. Okay, let's get our next caller on the line. We've got time for a few more. Hello, caller. How are you? Hello. Hi. How's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm just uh, in between meetings at work. Um, well, what I've got to share is mostly just cheesy, like typical... Um, we met in high school and we dated through high school and college and then got married while I was in college and everybody expected us to have a very, um, typical Midwest, uh, marriage, which was like after we finished school, have kids. Um, but instead we moved out West and I, um, I work for a tech company and, um, I'm, uh, elite strength athlete now (laughs) and my spouse is an ultra runner um so you know no kids in the picture and my family is baffled but it's been fun (laughs) so you're an elite strength athlete is this relate to like what i would think of as powerlifting? uh yes it does how much can you bench um the most i've benched is only 195 (laughs) oh only bench is my worst lift but for a woman, um, that is pretty good, I guess. I will tell you, for anybody that's good, I'd imagine. I once, uh, I, long story short, I was I'm friends with a pro wrestler, and we were living together in Scotland, and we joined a gym together. And he once had to rescue me because a bench press bar came down over my chest and throat, and there was no weight. It was just the bar. <laughs> and he came and rescued me. Oh, my me. God. Does that make you, know, you pity me? It is kind of surprising that I took up with this sport because when I was like in high school and you had to test your max for gym, I did have a 95 pound bar dropped on my teeth. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> can I ask you, my braces. <laughs> can I ask you a question that I, I probably normally wouldn't ask on a regular episode? If you don't answer it, that's fine. But it's the Valentine's Day one. And we're talking here about love, yeah. romance and sex. Can I yeah. ask you when you are like an elite power lifter? And mm-hmm. your partner is an ultra marathoner. Yeah. The sex is good, right? When you got bodies like that. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> so another thing I'll just throw in there is my partner is also a climber. Um, he does a lot of like top roping, lead climbing. And so he's pretty good with this, his hands, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, so you're both like muscular, hot people who are really in touch with your bodies and each other's bodies. I wouldn't say, like, hot, but I would say, like, we're both, like, pretty bricked up. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it. But, you know, it's not like we're shredded. Um, You know, we understand the importance of, like, maintaining a healthy weight, and that doesn't mean, like, having a six-pack all the time. Right. Um, But, yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) God bless you. Another thing I'll throw in there, too, is, like, you know, he's, he's over 30 now, and I'm approaching 30 very soon, and he started getting a lot hairier. And uh, I'm actually really attracted to it. I I did not think, you know, starting dating when you're in high school, you're not into, like, really furry bodies. But now that I'm older, yeah, man, I like the fur. There you go. I, I bought a kettlebell, and it has only been used to hold open a door. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, kettlebell movements are not my favorite either. Okay, I'm I'm going to use it at some point. Thank you so much for calling. Definitely the horniest portion of the episode so far was that was that call. Let's go ahead. Let's keep it rolling. We got time for a couple more. Let's get our next caller on the line. Hello. Bounce chicka bounce bounce. Hi. Porno music. This is a spicy episode. <laughs> I I'm glad you think so. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Uh goodness. Um I wish I would have gotten on right after the butt stuff call uh but time has passed and uh and here we are hi chris uh i'm god valentine's day is gonna be super special this year i'm i've gone from dating no people to dating two people it's like my first foray into ethical non-monogamy um and it's been uh pretty freaking great (laughs) Uh, everyone knows everything that's going on. It's all above board. Uh, and I don't know, I feel pretty fortunate to have not just one, but two people in my life that, uh, want to have sex with me on a regular basis. (laughs) And is this, 
is this, do you term it as like, I'm just dating and I happen to have two people that are both partners of mine and they know about each other? Or do you consider this, is it like more of a thing that might be viewed as a poly thing where it's a, a lifestyle that everybody's tapped into and, and parts of a greater whole? Uh, oh God, what a great opportunity for a pun. Um, I think I, I, for me, it's like I'm dating two people. One of those people is also like partnered, married, you know, like in, in what I think is like their priority relationship. Um, but for me, I'm just dating two separate people. It's never like the three of us all at once. Um, but they're friends, you know, they know each other, they know about each other. Okay. And honestly, I'm not even sure this is all very new for me. (laughs) And so for Valentine's day, does this mean that the the married person will spend Valentine's day with their spouse and you'll focus more on the other partner in your life? That's my plan. Yeah. So I've, I've already committed to plans with my non-married partner, uh, for Valentine's day. And I'm, I guess I'm assuming at this point that my other partner will spend it with, uh, with their husband, um, which makes sense, I think, right? Everyone wins in that scenario. <laughs> and your partner who has a husband, can I ask their gender? So I'm dating a woman and she's married. And I'm also dating a cis man who is not married. 2023, baby. We're living in a right, new world. Right. Sounds pretty fun if everybody's cool with it. Yeah, yeah, everyone's cool. Everyone knows what's up. Uh, I think until this woman, it had been like 15 years since I had been with a woman, and I was terrified, but I got back on that bike last week. and Last week? Uh, and it, Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just hooked up with her last week? Yeah, 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 yeah. And how long have you been dating the cis guy? Um, that's been kind of like, it's been like off and on since last August. Uh, so yeah, so we've, we've kind of like, cause I've been terrified of commitment in any way. And sure. so this has been like a nice slow burn, like a grilled cheese. It's been low and slow and now I'm ready to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Just on my end, while I appreciate your mastery of, of, of words there, to take something as sexy as the situation you described and be like, it's sort of like grilled cheese, low and slow. Wasn't expecting what that analogy. What is sexy about a grilled cheese? <laughs> Let's write down this person's number as well. Because I got to find out how this all went down. Thank you for the call. Let's go ahead. I've been told Thanks. we have time here in our studio for one more call before we got to clear out of the fishbowl. So to everybody listening, we're going to patch one more person through. And then, hey, if you're sitting online and you've been trying to call, please call back some other time. Maybe we can talk for a full hour. And I want to thank everybody who's called today and everybody who's been sitting and hanging out and enjoying the calls. This hour has flown by. Let's uh, finish it off with one more call. Hello, caller. You're our final caller here on our Valentine's Day episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Is this me? It's you. Oh, hi, Chris. I have never gotten through and I've been trying for how many how many years have you been on? Like, Coming up on seven. It's been five now? Seven. Yeah. Seven. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good. Well, I don't know if I should be the last caller because I actually had a really sad Valentine's story, but I will say I am married, happily married for eight years now. Actually, we got married, I think, the day before you did, August 31st, 2014, right? Well, that's the day after me. I got married August 30th, yeah. 2014. Oh, that's right. Day after. Yes. I've always wanted to tell you that just so you know. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel a connection. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, okay. The reason I thought about calling today was I actually back in college got broken up with on Valentine's Day. Oh, this is a good call to end on. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't want to be a downer. If you want to hear the story, I can. Yes, I want to hear the sad story. Yes. (laughs) We all want the sad stories. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah, this college boyfriend, we were like on and off for a year and a half. Looking back, it was like extremely dysfunctional relationship we just were not good for each other so it was valentine's day we had like a nice dinner at his place i did the classic like i bought some new lingerie for valentine's day and we did our thing we hooked up and afterwards he said you know i don't love you anymore (laughs) after the dinner and the lingerie sex he waited till after the sex for the breakup oh that's awful that's awful that's 
so awful. Oh my gosh. And it was, I like, like I said, it was pretty dysfunctional. So we had been like on and off for a little bit, but after that one, I was like, Oh, I can't come back from this. Like how humiliating is this? Right. Like, Oh my gosh. And so I (laughs) caught, so I just like left like in shame. I think I threw that lingerie in the trash, which of course I spent like full price on and I was a broke college student. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I called my sister. She was working at a nice restaurant at the time. And so she snuck me a Valentine's Day dessert and I ate it and cried. And I didn't like Valentine's Day for a really long time because of that. And do you remember who brought you back to Valentine's Day? My husband did. He did? My husband did. Yes, he did. I was not into it for a long time until... We were dating and it was our first Valentine's Day. And he's like, well, we have to go to dinner. We have to, I'm going to get your roses. I'm going to do all this. And I was like, why? Why are you going to do all those things? Like, that's the worst time to go out. And that's the worst time to do this. He's like, but I want to. And I was like, okay, well, if this is how you want to do it, then I will be in it. And it's been a really great Valentine's Day ever since. And now we've been happily married for eight years now with two little boys. What a note. To end on. I think it gives everybody, (laughs) people who want to believe in Valentine's Day can end with the hope. People who hate Valentine's Day can just latch onto the lingerie story and be like, fuck this holiday. And everybody gets something. And what a note to end on. Thank you for calling. Thanks everybody for calling. Thank you to everybody in the studio, especially Anita and Jared for organizing this and all the staff at SiriusXM. Thanks to everybody who came out and sat awkwardly with me in a fishbowl, especially as we all made eye contact as a person explained using a bidet. Thanks for listening. This show is produced by Anita Flores. It's engineered by Jared O'Connell. Our theme song is by Shell Shag. Go to chrisgeth.com if you want to know more about me, including live tour dates. And hey, wherever you're listening, subscribe, favorite, follow. That button exists. You know it helps us so much when you hit that button, so think about doing so. You can find our merch at podswag.com. You can also find ad-free episodes of Beautiful Anonymous at Stitcher Premium. Use the promo code STORIES for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. And if you like this podcast, the number one way you can help us, tell a friend about it. Word of mouth goes a long way. Thanks, everybody.